while you're turning there, I just want to say thank you to everybody uh, for this week, for being able to be a part of everything that God has done and what God is doing. It's been a blessing, and uh, you've been nothing but wonderful uh, to, to, to me and my family. I want to say that I love you, and uh, I pray that uh, God would just, just, a, just a phenomenal uh, group of people that we've been able to spend a week with. I had a car big enough, we could all just get in it tonight, and we'd go back to South Carolina. And, uh, but uh, I know God has work for you to do here, and uh, I know if Lord, the Lord tarries and uh, Jesus doesn't come and uh, we don't go to meeting, uh, Lord willing, we'll see you again, and uh, we'll be able to serve and work with you. And if not, uh, we'll meet on uh, Glory Hallelujah Boulevard, and uh, we'll meet up there. We'll have a time up there, amen? And uh, we've had a time this week, but it doesn't even begin to compare to what we're going to have up there one day. So it's going to be good. But uh, Acts chapter 16, and I'm going to begin reading tonight in verse number 25. Verse number 25. And I'm going to read down to verse number 34. And I want to preach on the simple subject tonight, household salvation household salvation. Acts chapter 16 and beginning at verse number 25. The Bible said, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, he washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God, now watch this, with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrates sent to the sergeant, saying, Let those men go. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. Lord, we know that your word is true, and it will never return void, but will always go out to accomplish that which you have sent it to accomplish. So tonight, Father, I pray that you would anoint me with your Holy Spirit, 
God, I pray that you would not allow me to say anything that you don't want me to say. But God, I pray you would help me to say everything that you would have me to say. And Father, I pray that all of us in this place would have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit of God would say to us. And Father, I pray that the lost would be saved. God, I pray that the the backslidden would be reclaimed. And Father, I pray that your church would be revived. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a lady that lived by the name of Ada Ruth Habersham. And she was a Christian hymnist. And she was best known for a hymn that she wrote in the early 1900s, 1907. And that hymn is probably one, maybe one, that I know all of our folks my age have heard, but but, but maybe most of the, uh, the younger folks have heard of this hymn that she wrote, and it was entitled, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? And that hymn goes like this. It says, there are loved ones in the glory whose dear forms you often miss. When you close your earthly story, will you join them in their bliss? And then it says, will the circle be unbroken? By and by, yes, by and by, in a better home awaiting, in the sky, in the sky. Certainly the greatest gifts we can give our homes and give our families is household salvation. You see tonight, we can't be saved for them, but I believe the chances go up for them to be saved in our families if we will experience salvation ourselves. One survey said it like this. One survey said if the child is the first person in the household to become a Christian, there's a 3.5% probability that everyone else in that household will become a Christian. And then it said if the mother is the first to become a Christian, there's a 17% chance that ever, or probability that everyone else in the household will follow. But however, men and fathers, listen up. When the father is the first one uh, to come to save in faith, uh, the survey says that there's a 93% probability that everyone else in the household will follow. Uh, You see, today, uh, we find in the book of Acts, we see where uh, there was a father in the book of Acts, this jailer who found, uh, or who was found by Jesus, and the Bible said that he placed his faith in Jesus, and he was gloriously saved. But the Bible says that when this father who was gloriously saved, the Bible said that Paul and Silas preached the gospel to all that was in his house. And the Bible said that all in his house were saved, and all in his house followed in believers' baptism. So what a blessing it would be 
and it would be that everyone in your household would be saved. In the church that I pastor, we began a prayer meeting on Sunday nights last summer. And one thing we were praying for in that prayer meeting, we were praying for household salvation. You see, this week you've been going out and you've been knocking on the doors of a lot of people in this community. You've been sharing your faith with a lot of people that you don't know, and that is what the Word of God tells us to do. You've been going around from house to house, and, and you've been telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're lost, and they need Jesus, and that is what we need to do. But I know tonight that as well, you're going to leave this place, and you're going to go home. You're going to leave this place and you're going to go to your family. And I would say to you tonight, if we can go all over this community and tell people that we don't know about the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us ought to have a burden that our family, all in our family, would know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That we would experience as a family household salvation. But you know, in our church, when we began to pray about household salvation, I said, yes. I said, we ought to have a burden over our own household and our own family. I said, but that's not good enough. I said, we serve a big God. And if you believe tonight, we serve a big God, say amen. We serve a big God. And I said, I, I want to see household salvation in my family. I said, but I, I serve a big God who's not only able to save my household. I said, but we're going to pray and ask God to get the whole family free. Amen. And so I want to challenge. God can open doors and God can shut doors 
by that river when God sent Paul and Silas by. This is the night that God is coming by you, and tonight would be the night of your salvation. And Lydia got saved, and, and what a glorious thing it was. But, but not long after that, the Bible said that they went on, and there was a slave girl who had an evil spirit. All of this is right here in Acts chapter 16. This slave girl had an evil spirit, and her master, they were using this young girl who had an evil spirit. They 
Lord loosened the chains, and the Bible said that the prisoners did not go anywhere. This tells me that God has power over our problems, and God has power over you. There's no problem too big, and there's no person that God can't reach, that God can't touch, or watch this, that God can't use. I think about the prophet Jeremiah. He said in Jeremiah 32, 37, there's nothing
it this way in Matthew 21, 22. He said, all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So there's not too, uh, no promise too hard for God to keep. There's not a prayer too hard for God to answer. Now watch this. There's not a problem too hard for God to solve. just in the right place for God to do something incredible. When you get desperate, praise God. When you get desperate and you know that you can't do it in your own strength, you're getting just right for God to move in and do something impossible in your life. God may not solve your problem the way you want him to. He'll solve it the way that's best to bring glory to His name. There's not a problem too hard for God to solve. I can't even do my wife's kindergarten. When I learn in the 12th grade, they're learning in the 1st grade. And my kids bring it to me, I said, that's too hard. Take it to your mama. Your daddy don't even know how to get started. And I might can give you the answer, but it's not the way they want. But there's no problem, praise God, too hard. You can't bring God a problem he can't solve. And then watch this. There's no person too hard for God to save. From the hardest to the, to the highest, from the highest to the lowest, God can save anyone if he'll just come to Jesus. So when we think about this household salvation, we find, first of all, midnight praise. We we find, secondly, manifested power. But then the final thing, we find miraculous salvation. You see, the Bible said that no one went anywhere. The chains fell off. The doors were open. The prisoners could have went free. And the jailer, the lost man, You see, they were in the place they were in. They were in the hard place they were in, not because of of themselves, but they were there for somebody else. They were there. That jailer may have never heard about Jesus if these two men had not went to jail. But the Bible said when the, when the chains fell off, the, the jailer, he knew that he had been left in charge of them. And he knew that it was his life if he let them go. So he was just going to go ahead and take his life. But about the time he ran out of hope, there was hope calling from the darkness saying, Don't do it. Don't do it. Some of 
Bible said this jailer who, who through all of this, the, uh, if you read the text, the Bible said he was sleeping soundly, even through an earthquake. But, but when he, he woke up, when he woke up and he had no hope, and, and now the voice of hope said, we're all here. The Bible said he came running in and he said, what must I do to be saved? said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. You share the gospel and something miraculous happens. You share the good news. It's not the power of us, but it's the power of Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of God. It's the power of the gospel. And when we're not ashamed of the gospel, God's miraculous power comes down and opens sinners' eyes, hardened sinners. He opens their eyes and shows them that they're lost, but he shows them that, that he, has, he has paid the debt that they owe and that they can be glorified. They told him to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And then the Bible said they went and spoke to his household. Here was a man, not only was he lost, but his whole household was lost. And now, because he got saved, his whole household would have an opportunity to be saved. And, 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 and isn't it a miracle that when they went, when Daddy got saved, the whole house got saved? Maybe you're a Daddy here tonight. Maybe you're lost in your sins. Maybe you're without Christ. What would it do for your family if you would get saved tonight? there's someone in your family that they're not saved tonight and you would have boldness to go home and pray and ask God to, to help you to share the gospel with them so that all of, of your household and, and when we maybe maybe even before Sunday, maybe even before Father's Day on Sunday, you could come to church, whatever church you you could carry your whole family to church and go down the aisle and say, Hey, my whole house got saved this day. Bible says this is appointed unto man once to die. And after this to judge. So we're going to all stand before God. You have an appointment with God that you can't miss one day. We're going to all stand before God. We're going to all die one day and, and have to give an account of our life. And there's only one way to be ready, and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you in just a minute, if you're not saved, if you're not sure that you're saved, if you know that you're lost, I'm going to ask you to leave your seat and come down here and take one of these counselors by the hand and allow them to share the gospel with you and lead you to Jesus. Don't leave this place without.
about him. What a, what a glorious week. But, but don't leave this place without Jesus after a week like this. Would you come tonight and those of you who are saved and make a commitment to share the gospel with your whole family? I know some people say our families are the hardest people to share the gospel, but if, if we won't share the gospel with our family, if we won't get a burden for our family, who's going to get a burden for our family? Well, however the Holy Spirit will call you to come tonight, I, I beg you simply to obey God and watch what He does. Would you stand with me tonight right where you're at? I'll ask our preachers and our playing and singing and you're going to be obeying God whatever that means in your life the pastors are here and I'm going to pray and then I'm going to simply ask you to respond to how the Holy Spirit has led you tonight Father we thank you for your word we know that your word is true God we ask you to move powerfully that manifested power God that miraculous salvation God let us see it right now Lord, may all that's in this house not leave without the assurance of their salvation today. And may all that's in this house make a commitment that we may share the gospel and not be ashamed of the gospel with all that is in our house. And, and God, if we'll start in our house, then it won't stay in our house. It'll go to the schoolhouse. It'll break out and go to the state house. song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, name above every other name. Jesus, the only one that could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you.
as we could ever be. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, name above every other name. Jesus, the only one that could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you, God. Beautiful you are and how great your affection 
God is calling you tonight. Don't just stand there. Step out on faith. God will provide a way because this is His will. And His will will be done. He's jealous. He is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. All of a sudden When all of the sudden A high I'm unaware Of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize Just how beautiful You are and how Great your affections Are for me Yeah he
jealous. feeling that tug, just answer it. Just come to the altar and pour your heart out to God. Don't wait another moment because it's just going to get worse. He's going to keep coming at you because we have a relentless God. He's going to get you in the kingdom of heaven and he's going to get you in there one way or another. So sing his jealous again. like a hurricane I am a tree 